The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. Hey, everybody. I am back. Oh, my God. That was like the longest four days of my life not being able to yap on this on this microphone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I hope everybody had a great weekend and a great few days. We got some awesome stuff done, some great analysis that I'm going to get back with. And actually, one of the funniest things, and we're just trying to finalize this, is that I found a piece of software that analyzed all of my transcripts, and it gave me the top five words or phrases that I used. And so I will report those back. They're pretty funny, actually, and probably pretty expected. All right, let's get back into talking some deep, shallow dives on things. And today, this one is coming out a little later this morning because I actually was testing time because I got some feedback that people said, hey, I'd rather get this around two o'clock. And so we're going to try that for today. I don't think we're going to stick with this, but we're going to try it out. Big news tonight, second Republican debate. So we're going to talk some politics on this episode in getting ready for that second debate. And then most likely I'll jump back on tonight to do an analysis of that second debate that'll be ready for the morning. But for those of you that did not listen to the first debate or my analysis on the first debate, it's actually episode number one. It ended up being the first episode I did. You know, if you get time, go back and listen to that. It's literally episode number one. And in that I give the hot take, which I still stick by, and it'll be curious to see how I feel about this uh, tonight after this second debate. But that hot take was that I honestly don't think any of these other candidates stand a chance. I think that they should all collectively drop out. I think that the Republican Party collectively should say our only candidate that we're nominating is Donald Trump. And let's see if these indictments continue. You know, basically the chess move would be for the Republicans to say Trump is our candidate. And if you take him off the board, there's no more game. There's no more, no more elections. You know, obviously I know some people would be happy about that, but you know, that's not good. That's not a good thing for the country. That's not a good thing for the world. And quite frankly, that's not a good thing for democracy. You know, all of the people that, you know, this is, this is, this is serious for a minute. Cause I know I, Trump is so he's such a lightning rod and he's so divisive and the opinions about him. I mean, I, I honestly, I can't think of anyone else in modern day history that I guess, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Here it goes again. Uh, generated such visceral love or hate, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I think it's a very interesting, like psychological case study about him that, you know, I really can't think of any other human being that, you know, gosh, had so many people on one side and then so many people on the other side. And that's really what it is. You know, you've got people that, gosh, they just, they, they hate every ounce of his soul. And then you've got the same exact amount, honestly, if not more people that love every ounce of his soul. So, you know, you have to 
be objective about that. And you have to take a step back. Like if you're on, honestly, this is real talk here. This is real truthful talk from me. And you know, one of the things over the past four days, I know this is going to make some people laugh. I listened to all my episodes twice. I went through it twice. And, and by the way, I got like 23,000 steps in one day and then 20,000 steps in another day and then 17,000 the other day because I went for nice long runs and walks listening to all these things. But I will tell you, you know, I, I kind of had a heart to heart with myself again. This is kind of the second time I've done this and you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to really be more forthright than I've even been. You know, I'm going to be more raw, rawer is, is, is rawer a word? I don't think rawer is a word, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really try and just be brutally honest about stuff. And, and I'll be honest, I've, I've kind of avoided, I've mentioned Trump's name a few times here and there, but Overall, I've kind of avoided talking about him because he just, he, he garners such a, just such a God lightning rod reaction from people that, you know, in my mind, I was like, all right, I don't want to turn anybody off. And, you know, I've got a bigger picture that I'm trying to accomplish with all this, you know, but I'm going to stop doing that. And I'm going to really, you know, call a spade, a spade on him in terms of good stuff and bad stuff. And, you know, honestly, if you're somebody that, that thinks there's no good stuff, then I'm going to show you, I'm going to show that you're wrong on that because there was a lot of good stuff that got accomplished during his presidency. And then when you take a look at, you know, where things are now, you gotta, you have to be honest. God, I want to start, I want to stop saying gotta, you really have to be honest about that. So anyway, Today and tonight is going to be all about this Republican debate and, you know, that hot take I gave, which basically said, hey, Republicans, make Trump the only guy, make it to where they literally would have to cancel the election. I think that's their only shot because I don't think any of these other candidates, you know, whether it's Ron DeSantis, who, you know, on the surface, that seems like the the guy that should get it, you know, Vivek, I mean, he came out of nowhere. And again, I've shared, I do like him. I like his stance on things. I like his honesty. I like his, you know, in your face style. And I like that he's a breath of fresh air. But again, I mean, I do find it weird that he sort of, you know, fell from the sky and came out of thin air. So then you wonder, Okay, is there a is there a play with that? Get rid of Trump, make Vivek the guy, give him the Republican nod, knowing that honestly, I I can't see any any possibility of him winning. And then the rest of the field, you know, I think they're in it for other reasons, as I've talked about before, whether it's vengeance on the Chris Christie side or, you know, Nikki Haley. I actually think she potentially is setting herself up for for a vice presidential role, depending on who the candidate is. Uh, you know, Tim Scott, again, I like him, good guy, but I think he's probably in this just to increase some name recognition. Mike Pence, he got fired on his day off. Get rid of that guy. He's just, he's just a waste of space. 
And so anyway, that was the hot take from episode one. Go back and give a listen. All right. So next thing, if you did not see this, gosh, I I literally predicted this and I've got the text messages to various people to prove it. But so it got announced that California governor Gavin Newsom is going to debate Florida governor Ron DeSantis. And I said this about a month ago. And it's going to be on Fox. Sean Hannity's going to be the host. You know, I knew this was going to happen and God, I hate it because I don't think it's nearly as good of an idea as, well, I don't hate it. I think it'll be interesting, but I don't think it's as nearly as good of an idea as my idea, quite frankly, which was for RFK Jr. and Vivek to debate. So, you know, I did send that to both camps and said, hey, I kind of, said this might happen. This is going to, you know, steal your thunder. There's still time. So we'll see, we'll see what happens on that front. But you know, that debate with Sean Hannity on Fox, Gavin Newsom already went on Sean Hannity. You know, I find this a little strange. I really do because I actually watched Hannity over the COVID time. So like 2020 to 2022, let's say. And that guy was probably I mean, you talk about people hating Trump. He hated Gavin Newsom so much. Like, I'm going to go back and find some clips and and play it on some future episodes. But I find it strange now that, you know, Sean Hannity and Gavin Newsom are buddy-buddy. So this, to me, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, Maybe it's a way to test the waters. Yeah, seriously. Maybe it's a way to test the waters with the American people. Let's see how many people tune into this debate. As I've said before, I do think Gavin Newsom and Michelle Obama in some combination of that could end up swooping in or being parachuted in at the last minute on the Democrat side. And then depending on what happens with Trump during these these indictments, you know, it would make sense for Ron DeSantis to be that guy. So maybe this is like a little test run. They want to see how the ratings are. They're probably going to make a lot of money off of this and sell a bunch of advertisers behind it. I thought it was interesting that it's just airing on Fox. Now, I'll be curious to see if it also airs on the other stations or if it's just a Fox thing. So we'll see what happens on that. So the other thing I did over the past few days was I actually ended up joining and looking at all these candidates' websites because I got really curious to see, you know, how are they communicating with the public and what are they doing with their social media and all that. And so what I wanted to do is kind of just provide some perspective. I think this will be interesting in terms of seeing what all these guys are basically doing when it comes to you know, supporting them and how you can support them and then how they're communicating. I will say this. The theme that has come through loud and clear is they want your money. They want money. They want your donations. You know, what started out as, hey, this is insert name of candidate. I want to blah, blah, blah. You know, after the first couple messages, everything now is chip in $5, you know, chip in $10, chip in whatever you can. We've got the debate tonight. I've been bombarded today with emails and text messages on the ones that are using that platform. And I'll talk about that in a second, but it's been interesting just to see how these guys 
are communicating and messaging themselves and how they're, you know, trying to accomplish their goal, which right now to me, the goal is more about, you know, raising money and getting money from people. And here's what I find interesting with social media these days, you know, a perfect example being, and again, love them or hate them. You look at what the Kardashian family has done leveraging social media. They've literally built multi-million, multi-million dollar brand after brand after brand, and probably have spent zero paid marketing dollars on that. And with all these candidates, you know, I'd like to see a line item of, okay, where are you, what are you doing with this money? Because what they're probably doing is putting it right into the very entities that they hate, which is big tech, at least on the Republican side, they're probably putting it right into big tech's pocket, meaning they're raising money from you and I in support of whatever candidate. And then they're running ads on Facebook. They're running ads on Google. They're running, you know, ads on traditional television, depending on what network. And quite frankly, when it comes to the main networks these days, you know, Fox is not some right-wing Republican network anymore. It's not at all. It is definitely, you know, it has the maybe maybe a coat of paint that looks like that, but if you if you get under the hood, it's definitely not and that was witnessed better than anything by getting rid of Tucker Carlson, who was the number one, two, three, four, and five show, not only on Fox, but on all of cable television, but they fired him for, you know, whatever reason that they came up with. So when it comes to these guys raising and taking your donations, you know, what I find a little bit ironic is, okay, where are they spending that money? salaries on their employees. All right, that's fine. Whatever. You have to pay people to work. But then from there, you know, you've got access to free social media through the variety of platforms. But the only other thing I could think of that they're doing with that money is buying ad space. And then who are they buying ad space from? Literally the same companies that they complain about, at least on the Republican side with these guys, you know, on the Democrat side, there's really not any real candidates, RFK Jr. And there's a rumor going around that RFK Jr. met with the heads of the Libertarian Party, and he might even make a party change or run as an independent or a libertarian. I think that would be interesting because I think he's realizing, you know, he's he's not going to be let into that group on the Democrat side. But again, these guys are are doing so much to raise money and then they're putting it right into these big tech platforms, Google, Facebook. So who's the real winner right now? (laughs) Those guys are, you know, these platforms are, they're, they're raking in the money at the same time. These guys are complaining about, you know, being, being, uh, filtered and being restricted on that platform, but then they're going to buy ad space on that platform. That does not make sense. Actually, maybe it makes complete sense. All right, let me talk about some of the things I found really interesting on these guys' websites and with their donation process. The first thing, and they're all pretty much doing it, is you can donate Bitcoin to all of their campaigns. 
I thought that was really interesting because, you know, I'm pretty well versed in cryptocurrencies and yes, I could donate Bitcoin, but then what are they doing with that Bitcoin? Like, I don't think Facebook, Google, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, when it comes to media buys, accepts Bitcoin. Maybe they do. Like, are they literally taking your Bitcoin and then using it as currency to buy ads? I don't think so, actually. So then the question becomes, what's happening to all that Bitcoin? If they're actually collecting Bitcoin, if people are donating Bitcoin, which they're probably not in in large amounts, but if they are, you know, what are they doing with that versus potentially just stockpiling it and waiting for the price of Bitcoin to 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 moon to 100,000 like some people think. So I thought the Bitcoin thing was pretty interesting. And then getting into each candidate, you know, some things I noticed was, so I went to Ron DeSantis's webpage and it's it's pretty terrible. It it actually matches the way he's run his campaign. It's pretty terrible. It looks very web 1.0, you know, antiquated terrible graphics. It's not using kind of, you know, responsive technologies to where, depending on where you're looking at it, laptop, desktop. I looked at it on my iPad. I looked at it on my iPhone. It just doesn't respond properly. And so, you know, I thought that was, you know, kind of apropos and a good, good, good analogy to the way he's running his campaign, campaign, very antiquated and web 1.0. Tim Scott, his was equally as bad as Ron DeSantis. It looks like they're hosting it on a platform called securewinred.com, which I think is the Republican version of something called Act Blue, which got tremendous notoriety as being the donation platform during all the Black Lives Matters donations and all of that. So this secure.winred, I'll have to dig into that a little more, but Tim Scott's got his site hosted there and that's gathering his donations. Again, equally as bad. Chris Christie, his tagline is truth matters. And what I found interesting about his site was, you know, he's it, it looks better than DeSantis and Tim Scott's, but then he basically has his tagline. He's got ways for you to donate and chip in to quote unquote spread the truth. And that's it. You know, there's no, there's no pages that show, Hey, here's what I stand for. Here are my four pillars that I'm running on. Here are the tenants that I believe in. Here's why you should vote for me. There's none of that. There's like a very simple, you know, decent looking graphic. And then he's asking for your money. I mean, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. Nikki Haley's site, hers also looks pretty bad aesthetically. And it looks like she's on that same secure.winred.com platform. And, you know, again, all about donations. It really doesn't lend that much additional credibility to herself as a candidate. They're really driving the donations bucket. And so, again, using this secure.winred, this is probably like a white label a white label solution that some company came up with in order to help 
political candidates, whether they're running for president or whether they're running for city council. It's probably like a, like an out of the box, hey, build your website here. We'll host it. We'll also gather all the donations and do it that way. I think that's what this platform is. And so the fact that Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are using that, you know, that probably is the most cost efficient way to do it. All right. Mike Pence, you know, his site is okay. Again, they're collecting your data right away, phone number and your email. But again, you know, nothing, it, 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 it trends web 1.0. It's got that kind of old school look and feel. It doesn't look modern at all, which makes, which actually makes sense. So what I think they should have done is they should have had a fly buzzing around the screen to where it looks like there's a fly on your computer. Dude, he needs to he needs to embrace that fly. That is totally on brand for him to have sat through the 2020 debate versus Kamala Harris with a fly on your head for 2 hours. That's that's legit. That's cold as ice. So he he needs to embrace that as part of his brand. All right, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson did not even make the debate tonight, so I'm going to not even talk about him. And then North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to throw this to my guy Russell Westbrook. Russ, next question. No, Russ. I mean, what are your thoughts on on uh, Doug Burgum's website and all that? Next question. Okay, there you have it. All right, last but not least, and honestly, this is probably no surprise, but so Vivek Ramaswamy, he is definitely doing the best job at not only leveraging social media, but then his social media looks the best. And the one thing he's doing way better, and in my opinion, the most effective of all of these guys, including RFK Jr. and Marianne Williamson, by the way, on the Democrat side. I also signed up for all their stuff and was not very impressed by you know the way they're communicating with their people. But Vivek, through his SMS text messaging, I mean, he's really killing it. You know, you 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 type in Vivek to a short code. It's one of those things like it says text Vivek to 56725. I just made that up. That's not the actual number. And then from there, you know, almost on a daily basis, he is communicating to me one-on-one -on -one through text messages. He's sending graphics. He's sending videos. He's doing recaps. It's an incredible way to be be very on time and current with what's going on. And what I noticed with him as well as everyone else is, you know, it started off with more thoughts about why am I doing this? Why should you support me? Here are my values. Here are my principles. Here are the things I stand for. And then right now it really has morphed into XYZ is happening. You know, please donate. And for example, with the debate tonight, there's text message that came through that talked about, you know, our goal before tonight is to have 500 more donations for this and that, and that's what's coming through. But I will say incredibly effective the way he's utilizing the, the SMS platform. I think that is by far the best way to do it. You know, email to me is just getting lost. I hate email these days. I get so many of them and it's really become an arduous chore to kind of go through and 
and do email. So I don't think that's effective. You know, social media obviously is incredibly effective, but you know, there's so much that comes through on all of our feeds, unless you've set up notifications, things could get lost. And so this one-on-one communication through text message It is by far the most effective and Vivek is the only one that's really doing it. And, and he's again, doing it well. You know, I don't, I don't like the constant request for donations, but he's communicating effectively and getting his point across. And I'll be curious to see, you know, what comes through tonight, pre-debate and then post-debate. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode number 25. And let's see what happens tonight in the debate. I will definitely be back to provide that analysis. And that's about it. And remember, you know what I'm going to say. Let's call a spade a spade. I hope I did this episode and everyone have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, Build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.